trying to squeeze blood from stones, you can squeeze a lot more blood from a healthy stone than from an unhealthy stone. So there's no universe where this hurts you in any way. This is the Military Sherpa Podcast. Left, right, left leadership insights from America's best. With your Military Sherpa, Mark Tilsher. Welcome back to the Military Sherpa Podcast, my friends. I hope that it feels as good to you to hear that music as it does to me. It's been a little bit of a hiatus, but now we are back on track. We should not miss another week again. I know you've heard that from me before, teammates, but come on, give me some slack. I'll give you some slack. Two, well, this week, I'm going to be jumping right in with a listener question, and it's a question that I get not only through my email once in a while, but often when I'm teaching in-person classes. And that question is that if I was given the reins of the Department of Defense, if I was king for a day, if Mark Tilsher got to do whatever it was that he wanted to do, what would be the very first action that I would take? What is it that I would do if I was king for the day? And a lot of times, this question feels a little bit like a stumper, like you got to put a lot of time into thinking through what you want to say. But the reality is, this is really easy for me to answer. And what I would do, it's my number one thing after all, what I would do is I would start with the Peace Index as the foundation of everything else that we do. The Peace Index is the one tool that I would start implementing, and I often focus on TAP as the place that I would implement it. But these days, I don't even say that very much anymore because TAP, while it's important, I feel like we're going to have to start it much, much, much earlier. FTAC on the Air Force side or whatever your first term equivalent is. I think I'd be smarter on that by now. But whatever your first term equivalent is in the Navy, the Marines, the Coast Guard, Space Force, just to name a few, and the Army, of course, let's not leave those folks out. But the peace index is what I would implement. Now, you might be asking yourself, Mark, what in the world is the peace index? And I'm going to tell you, it's basically this. Every single one of us has this magical, mystical, albeit invisible number floating around over the top of our head. And this number ranges from zero to 100. And sometimes you're having a great day and this number is up. And sometimes you're having a bad day and this number is down. Sometimes that number is up and then, you know, Sergeant Smith walks into your office and your peace index score goes from being 70 and it drops all the way down to 30. Hopefully not that dramatic of a drop, but it could happen. But we all have this number over our head and that number fluctuates from the moment that we wake up to the moment that we go to sleep. From Monday to Sunday, this magical peace index number is going up and down. And one of the things about this number, and I'm going to tell you the factors that really play into it, but one of the things about this number is if we look across the civilian population, we can see trends. Are these numbers high? Are these numbers low? But when we get to the military sector, like, my goodness, man, these numbers start to plummet. And they plummet, correlate sometimes really strongly with rank. The higher that you go in rank, there's often a higher correlation of peace index. And the lower you go in rank, there's a lower correlation of peace index. But one of the things that we know from Pew Research and Gallup and Time and all of these folks that do this research is that military life is hard, that when it comes to alcoholism and divorce and you know uh, stress and clinical depression, military life is very difficult. Military life and military spouse life is very difficult. Heck, it's the reason that my business, my company, my mission exists is to solve some of these problems. And as you look at military life, we've got this number over our head and the score is lower in the general military population than the civilian population. And that has repercussions. Those repercussions come into assault rates and they come into domestic violence rates and they come into suicide rates. They lead into those things. High correlations with peace equals a reduced correlation with all of those other things. Low correlation of peace equals an increase in correlation with all of those other things. And one of the things that we don't often think about is that people with a low peace score, that if somebody's not doing well, they have a higher propensity to make bad decisions. 
So when I look at my peace index score, when my peace index is low, the more stressed I am, the more stupid I become, the more desperate I get to do things that will uh, buoy my situation, that will lift me up. Or you know what? I just stopped caring because my peace index is so low. What does it matter anyway? I've resigned expectations. Life is not going to get any better than it is right now. So why should I care? And so as we look at the peace index, the peace index correlates not just to things like suicide and alcoholism and divorce, it also correlates to decision making and to productivity. There are countless studies that show organizations that focus on the well-being of their employees experience direct correlations in increases of performance. And the adverse is also true. And so our peace index score plays into our performance and our decision making ability, good decisions and bad decisions. And if we say that we want our people to make good decisions, we want to create thinkers, creative problem solvers, we can't do that if we don't consider the correlation between the peace index, the health of the individuals, and the actual performance they do, the decisions that they make, the wrenches that they turn, the bombs that they drop. They need to be in high levels of peace, the highest levels of peace, maybe that they've ever been in in their entire lives, if we want them to be the warfighters that we need them to be. There's something to be said about grit and determination and putting your head down and charging forward. But when you do those things, never forget you're digging into the red. You're going down from your baseline. Go down sufficiently far, you have nothing left to pull from. And then what happens? And we do this in a time of peace. Well, look around. The world is a lot scarier than it was six months ago. The last time I turned on my podcast microphone, there was no potential World War III on the horizon. Russia was barely starting to play around in Ukraine, and now all of a sudden we have all this conflict in the Middle East and potentially China and everywhere else. And we've been digging deep in peacetime, feeling like we're surging. What's going to happen if we actually have to surge? Could your people sustain that? Could you sustain it? Forget them. You're the one who has to lead them. Are you in a place that you could dig deep? Would your family survive? Or would you be the person who's deployed and then you get that Dear John letter, that Instagram, you know, tag, like, complicated for relationship status. And you're like, what's well, complicated? We're married. It's like, oh, maybe, maybe not. Could your marriage survive that? These are questions we can't put off till later. We have to deal with them now. And so for me, the peace index is where we start. You can't divorce the health of service members from the performance of service members. You can't separate the health of military families from the performance of service members. The performance of individuals and the health of individuals, they are married. They're hand in hand. The reactionary nature of military mental health, of military holistic health, can no longer continue. It's got to be holistic. It's got to be integrated. And the Peace Index is the place that we start. The focus right now is just getting you FMC, full mission capable. How do you go in? Let's turn you around. Something bad happened. You blew a freaking mental gasket. Let's get you back to full mission capable as soon as we can. And then we'll ignore you again. And I'm sorry that so many of us have experienced that. But unfortunately, you don't hear a lot of the opposite stories. I'd love to hear the opposite stories. Send them to me, info at militarysherpa.com. I would love your stories. That's the one email address we're using these days, people. I know I give you 75 million emails. Info at militarysherpa.com. That's the one. So remember that one, commit it to memory. That's the one. But that system sucks. Our first line supervisors need to become coaches that can coach you to comprehensive health. And the peace index is the starting point for that. So what is the peace index, you ask? The peace index is that magical number, but that magical number doesn't just happen arbitrarily. It's combined with five different factors. And those five different factors are purpose, place, provision, personal health, and people. What is your purpose? Do you live for something greater than yourself? If I asked you right now, just think of this in your head, write it down on a piece of paper. How would you rank your life on a scale of one to 10? Your purpose. Do you live for something greater than yourself? Are you excited by what you get to do in the morning? Are you ready to go passionate with purpose? 
Next is place. When we look at place, what are we thinking about? Where you live, your home, your community. Is it safe there? Does it? Next is provision. Provision is more about contentment than it is about resources. How content are you with what you make and its ability to provide for what you need? Are you content? Are you happy? Are you living within your means? I was listening to a great YouTube video this morning and they talked about one of the things that differentiates the rich from the poor is that the rich live below their And the second part of that is that the rich focus more on their, their means than on their living. And so they're focused on their means and increasing their means rather than decreasing their standard of living. And all of us can take a lesson from that. How content are we with what we make in relation? Are we content? Are we overburdened? Are we overtaxed? Are you one of those people that I just want to throttle who's you know paying 20% interest on a $1,000 a month car payment? Like, come here, look, look, reach through the podcast microphone, shake you a little bit, and then help you get on the right track. You need help? Info at militarysherpa.com. I won't give you money. I'll give you strategies. I'll help you. I'll help you, but I won't give you anything. So I, I apologize if that's where you thought that was going. But the idea next is uh, provision, and then we go on to personal health. And personal health is sleep, food, exercise, good quantities, good quality. And then last but not least is people, the relationships in your life. Do you have friends? Do you have family that love you, that you love, that support you, challenge you in equal measure back and And what the peace index is, it's, it's this idea that if I take purpose, place, provision, provision for personal health and people, and I average those together, rank them zero to 100, rank them you know, one to 10, rank them binary, good and bad, doesn't matter. If I take all those and I average them together, that's your peace, your mental health, your comprehensive and sometimes where the military comes up short, it's like I think of the Air Force. And the Air Force has four pillars. And the four pillars are great, right? It's spiritual, social, mental, physical. It's like one of the top two causes of both divorce and suicide is financial. And so one of the four pillars of resistance isn't money? Like how is it possible that one of the four pillars of resistance isn't money when money is one of the top two things that's likely to get you dead or divorced? Seems like it should float up into the conversation a little bit, don't you think? And so if we look at your mental health, any one of those five categories can sink you. And one of them is likely to boo you. For me, it's purpose. If my purpose is rocking and rolling, I feel pretty good. But when it comes to the others, any of them can sink you. If you miss a mortgage payment, I promise you, you can have five-star relationships. You get a letter saying that you're about to be evicted from your home, your peace is going to go down. All of your things could be firing on all cylinders. But you know what? Personal health, you get a cancer diagnosis. You could be 12 outstanding airmen of the year tomorrow. You get a cancer diagnosis today, doesn't taste so sweet anymore. And so any one of these areas is worthy of your consideration. And what we do with this is like, yeah, okay, we got it. Purpose, place, provision, personal health, people. It's just another thing. But what we do with this, and this is our specialty, right, is that we make this practical. So how do we make this practical? Well, we've got to take an assessment. We've got to track it over time, and we've got to learn what to do with that. And so if you go to peace.militarysherpa.com, you can actually take the Peace Index Assessment for free. And the beauty of the fact that you can take it for free is that you can take it for free and your people free. That's, that's pretty cool, right? But peace index, peace.militarysherpa.com, you can take it, your people can take it, your spouse can take it. And now imagine that you and your spouse sit down and you both take the peace index assessment and you go, man, you're high here, you're low there, I'm high here, your score's higher than my score, my score's lower than your score, whatever that looks like. Now imagine you look ahead to separation and you go, hey, what do we want our peace index scores to look like later? And then how do we plan for that? And then you look at what are our peace index scores today? Oh no, or oh yay, how do we celebrate them? Or how do we start working on them together as a couple? Because I promise you, those two scores are like the most important scores in the entire, maybe outside only your children. And so if you get the peace index scores for you and you get the peace index scores for your spouse, now we're on to something. Get the peace index scores for your kids. You put all those into a pot. You've got a, a family that's worth following, worth emulating. 
you do the same thing for your people. And the beauty is you can take the peace index assessment for free. You can get out a spreadsheet and just start tracking those numbers over time. Do it once a month, do it once a quarter, do it once every other month. I don't care how often you do it, the more often, the better. And then you use that as a catalyst for coaching from a military Sherpa certified coaches. You know what to do. Hit the double tap. Know yourself to lead yourself. Know others to lead others. Core process. Any one of those things you can act on if you simply have the data. So that's cool. You can do that individually. There's an even different piece, right? You're standing alone. You take it yourself. If you're leading one person, peace.militarysherpa.com, you have them take the assessment. But if you want to go further than that, if you're leading a team, here's where it gets really cool. You can actually have your team take the assessment on our platform. How do you do that? Info at militarysherpa.com. I'll take care of everything. But you get your people logged on and you can actually have them take the peace index assessment. And every time they take it, we track the data over time. So you get to go, man, my team is at an 80, a 60, a 90. Then you can look at purpose, place, provision, personal health, and people and go, man, that's where things are going up and down. Man, maybe I need to do some, you know, Dave Ramsey financial literacy courses with my, my team. Oh man, they're having some trouble with relationships. Maybe I should, oh man, they're having trouble with purpose. Maybe we need to do more of it. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter. Getting the data allows you to be strategic. Owning the data allows you to use scalpel-like precision so that you can go in and target the things that are holding your people down, holding your people back. Without metrics, without data, you're just doing what feels good. And motivation is perishable. It doesn't last very long. So you can motivate the hell out of people. Then they're going to go home for the weekend, get drunk, beat their wives, kill themselves, all of those things. No motivational speech is going to prevent those things. Instead, you've got to do really practical assessments, practical steps, practical education, practical relationships, practical training. And you're going to have to have real conversations with people about the things that are hurting them. And if you do that, if you learn to do this well, you will take coal, you'll turn it into diamonds. You'll take low performers, you'll turn them into high performers. If you do this, if you're just a cold calculating bastard and don't care about anything else and you're trying to squeeze blood from stones, you can squeeze a lot more blood from a healthy stone than from an unhealthy stone. So there's no universe where this hurts you in any way. All of this is a win, regardless of if you're a psychopathic sociopath who only cares about the performance of their people and nothing else, the peace index is still valuable for you. Discounting all of those people, the peace index is for those of you who want to do well, but haven't been trained, who want to coach your folks, but don't know what to do, who want to dig into the lives of people, but don't know how to ask difficult questions. Where do I even start? Peace.militarysherpa.com. The assessment will happen. Sit down with their results. Talk to them about their what, dis, what they're dissatisfied with. Where would they want to be three years from today if we were looking back? What would they have to do to be happy with their progress? That's a great place to start. Then you support them and challenge across the finish line. We do not underscore, highlight, bold. We do not need Mark to be king. We don't need Mark to be king for a day. We don't need the Department of Defense to start an amazing new online program. We don't need your base to pay me a bunch of money to get me to come out there. We, you and me, we can start this right now. All you have to do is open up Excel, which the government has issued you, send all your people to peace.militarysherpa.com, have them take the assessment, put in the numbers, and do it again in 30 days. Then you do what you've been trained to lead them. You do this consistently month over month, year over year, and 90 days from now, six months from now, one year from now, the people you lead will look at you as one of the greatest leaders ever experienced. The power is in your hands. Peace.militarysherpa.com. It's time to stop listening to this episode. It's time to get out there 
and just freaking do it. Peace.militarysherpa.com. I will talk to you all next week. It's great to be back in the podcasting chair. I can't wait to talk to you all again. See you soon. Thanks for listening to the Military Sherpa Podcast with Mark Tilshire. 